Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're good, we're good to go. Okay, all right, here we go. All right, three, two, one. And we welcome you into Warriors Weekly, podcast for 95.7 The Game. It's John Dickinson, as always, joined by the great Gary St. Jean. And, and St., uh, you know, I, I made this joke a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it seems like every time we do this, or at least uh, at least three out of the five times we've done it, the, the, the Warriors are coming off a win. And, and today, uh, it's the same case here. The Warriors with uh, probably their most impressive victory of the season uh, against the Grizzlies, the the nineteen point margin of victory certainly would uh, would say that. Well, then we need to uh, have another one on Friday, Monday, and Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, if that be the case, last night John was, uh, you know, that's why you play the game. That's why you coach. You know, those guys, uh, the effort, uh, the connected feel they had on defense. That's three good defensive performances in a row that that's that creates optimism with everybody and uh, of course first half uh you know Burks and Robinson uh, really did a great job scoring the basketball and second quarter was great the way the team uh just got out on a the break they had nine assists and um you know it reminded me of the past and then in the fourth quarter when it got a little bit tight that uh, Pascal who had struggled um for a good part of the game with foul trouble and not getting shots to go down, he, he rose up to the occasion. Occasion they wrote, they even gave him some isos up at the elbow, and he responded. Yeah, he continues to be a pretty good iso player. And, and to your point uh, on the ball movement and the defense, season highs in the game against the Grizzlies: thirty-three assists and ten yeah. blocks. Uh, the Warriors also held Memphis under forty-one percent shooting, which was a season low. Uh, for an opponent uh, that beat uh, one of the other two wins out uh, the last time they they held an opponent under 42 it was against the Pelicans back on October the 28th and that was again one of the other two victories that the Warriors have at at this point uh, in the season Uh, Pasco continues to to be impressive in the in the isolation game I mean he's uh, maybe a little bit quicker than you think but certainly powerful uh, as powerful as he looks John, didn't you like what Draymond said uh, earlier this week? He said he doesn't even know the NBA game yet. He, he's just doing this off a, of, you know, skill. Uh, he's he's just getting it done. You know, uh, an old guy that uh, I was close friends with that was my assistant up with Sacramento, Pete Carrill from Princeton. Um, great coach, and he was very simplistic. 
said, read the man in front of you. He'll tell you what to do. And I love the poise and pace that he's playing at. He's not in a rush. If the defenders are off him, he'll rise up and shoot a three. If they come flying at him, he may show him an up fake and drive. Uh, you like that he can finish left and right. He's got a mid-range game, as you're talking about with those ISOs. So, uh, you know, you can't teach experience. And as this keeps going on, uh, he's laying the foundation. He's laying the bricks to uh, really uh, have a heck of a year as he gets more and more comfortable. Yeah, and, and the thing that, that, that continues to impress me is what others on the team are saying about him. And, and you alluded to Draymond Green. Draymond Green you know, and Steve Kerr both saying within the last few days here that they want him to maybe be even more aggressive. Now, last night wasn't one of his better games, the, the game against Memphis, but he still winds up with 17 points, and he had eight big ones down the stretch when the game started to, to maybe you know get a little bit in doubt although the Warriors pretty much controlled it for about two and a half three quarters but uh, h- how do you get a-, a guy like him to be more aggressive when initially it just doesn't seem like it's totally in his nature as a player yeah I would agree with that I mean he never had uh, 30 plus points in the game at Villanova I think he had one at Florida before he transferred uh, by nature he's a humble a bright, quality guy, and uh, you could translate that to the court as well. Um, you know, I, with, with him, I'm looking for him in, in one area, John. I, I really like what he's doing on defense. Now, last night he got frustrated. He got in foul trouble, and that cut down his minutes. But regained the poise, as you said, and scored eight in the final quarter. One area that I, that I want to see uh, some more re- is rebounding. You know, a forward, a good forward, or a center gets a board every three minutes. He's very capable of doing that. He shows you glimpses of being a guy that could go and pursue the ball. Part of it is what you're saying about being more aggressive. will be play calling by Steve and uh, getting comfortable, whether it's on the box, whether it's on the elbow, or whether it's a isolation on a wing. Um, that'll come with time. That's not something you just create overnight. And I think everybody's on the same page because – Let's not kid ourselves. We are needing him to score big to win games. I mean, he's the second leading scorer. We saw Morant play last night. The volume shooter, 20, 20 shots to get 20 points. But, um, you know, this, this young guy, uh, the, the future keeps getting brighter and brighter, and it's exciting to watch him. Yeah, another guy that the Warriors have needed needed to score a lot of points of late and he's delivered and that's been Alec Burks uh, inserted into the starting lineup didn't didn't have his best game uh, in New Orleans once he was put into the starting lineup but it scored big a couple of 20 point games off the bench uh, in the early going this season and he goes for a season high 29 uh, it seems like the Warriors are they're figuring out because they don't have a, a lot of scores on this team that that he's a he's a pretty clever, talented offensive player, and and his game goes well beyond maybe what you would think uh, as an outsider watching him. Maybe with Utah or the Kings briefly in his career, he's not really a catch and shoot guy, is he? He's he's more of a guy that can drive and pull up and shoot it off the dribble. He's a little more skilled, maybe than uh, he's been given credit for throughout his career. Well, you know, John is a rookie. Uh... He and Hood were together, the, the young guy up in Portland, in Utah. And he averaged 14 a game, and everybody 
said, wow, this is an athlete coming out of Colorado. Very bright future. We, we thought he could really defend. And, you know, Johnny, he, I love his confidence. He's a veteran. He, he didn't have a good night uh, the game before last, but he bounced right back. And you, you can't have too many guys that can take it off the bounce to the rim. And he's uncanny getting there with his right hand. And he either gets to the free throw line where he makes shots or he finishes. Uh, I, I love his, his demeanor on the floor. He's not flustered, but he's aggressive. And, and keep in mind, we saw last night, I love the play call that Steve made. Uh, they posted up Morant. He had a turnaround jump shot. Yeah. And I'll go way, way back. It reminded me of Terry Keekle uh, back in the 90s with, when uh, Mully and Mitch and Timmy were playing. And then, you know, we know he occasionally hits the three, and we talked about the free throws, but it's that consistency driving the ball. And, you know, he and Robinson in the second quarter, they just uh, they were great. And I love what Steve's done with the lineup, but kind of going with the two-guard attack out front and then having Draymond running point forward. That's very similar to what the Lakers are doing with LeBron. And uh, it, it's working. And then in the front, you, you know, you've got Draymond and, Willie Colley Stein playing a little bit better. We've already talked about Pascal. And last night you had to like, uh, you know, Willie Colley Stein and, and Chris and uh, the Villanova partner, I'll call him. And uh, so, you know what? A lot of production out of a lot of people. Yeah, well, and it, it's really been threefold, I think, since D'Angelo Russell went out uh, again with, with, with this uh, hand injury, the thumb. Uh, you know the, the lineup changes. One, you get uh, you improve your defense by by you know having yeah. some bigger bodies out on the floor. It makes it a little easier to switch. You've got more similar type bodies out there. Mm-hmm. Two, you put Burks in there because he's a scorer, and you're going to need some scoring uh, with with Russell out, and and he's shown that he can do that. Three, uh, it, it takes a little bit of the heat off of Jordan Poole, who's been struggling to at least lessen his role to, to bring him off the bench. He's still got to play because they're they're so shorthanded, but but I think there were there were three different things uh, in in yeah. trying to make the best of of not a great situation that have all worked with just one simple lineup change. Very well said. And you know what? Uh, the defense is. Everybody knows uh, that has to be a constant. The effort is there, and now they're more cohesive. And as you noted, uh, with Robinson and Burks out front, I like that. They'll, they'll get up and get after you. And, you know, it, it relieved Poole a little bit, a little change of scenery coming off the bench. Now, John, he didn't have a great night, but a couple of things that stuck out to me. He, uh, he did knock down a three, but he made three passes in the second quarter, two on yeah. a pick-and-roll situation with Chris. And then I liked one time he drove the ball hard to the rack. He missed, and I think Chris tipped it in. But, you know, when you're a player, you can't live and die by the jump shot. And uh, step back only goes so far. you you got to take it off the bounce uh, because that will get you potentially to a score or get you to the free throw line where you'll see the ball go in. You'll get a little bit of better uh, feeling out there on the court. Uh, this is the trials and tribulations of a rookie, and I like now that he's in this role, and he, I like the way he tried to defend. And So I, I saw some positive things with him last night, even though it wasn't in the scoring call. 
Yeah, it looked really for the first time like he was just, uh, and maybe for the first time that's a little too strong, but it looked like he really wasn't letting the fact that the bad shooting was, you know, it wasn't preventing him from do other doing other things. He was very calm, and in you know the way he drove and set up those passes, it it, it just it was it was poised. Which you know at, at times lately it seems like the fact that he hasn't been knocking down shots has affected his game in other areas a little bit. Well, you know, John, that happens to young players. Uh, you, you say, oh, I'm okay, I'm fine. But you just see those shoulders come down a little bit. And uh, you don't know it, but you're just kind of not, not locked in and kind of like the poor me syndrome. And uh, so, you, you know what? That's a step in the right direction. And uh, everybody that you talk to said, hey, this guy's going to score in the NBA. He can make shots. So, yeah, this happens, and uh, I love the patience. And uh, another Draymond statement. Um, you know, he you could see him at the last game. He had his arm around him after a timeout. He's talking to him. And Draymond has, has told people this. He said, listen, this guy's working his tail off every day in practice. And he's next to him. His locker's uh, right next to uh, Pools. And uh, I, I just think that's a big positive. John Dickinson, Gary St. Jean, it's Warriors Weekly, podcast for 95.7 The Game. Uh, you know, I want to ask you about Marquise Chris. Uh, he's played better of late, uh, a better defensive uh, intensity. And, you know, the Warriors are in a really tough predicament with, with Kai Bowman and even Damian Lee, although Damian Lee's injury is going to set him back as far as his two-way yeah. days on his contract. So they're, they're going to be safer with Lee. He'll have more days to go longer uh, than Bowman. I mean, Bowman basically has to be a part of everything right now, and he's played well. You know, Marquise Chris isn't the only means to which they could add Kai Bowman for the remainder of the season, but he would be the easiest move to make in terms of having a non-guaranteed contract until the first week of, of January when contracts become guaranteed. Uh, I, I think two weeks ago, maybe this wouldn't be a conversation we're having, but but the last week and a half, two weeks, Marquise Chris has played uh, very well, and, and he's starting to maybe push push to, to keep that roster spot a little bit. How, how much of a value, Saint, would there be in getting a full-season look at Marquise Chris because he's so young and look, the Warriors are going to be, you know, they're going to be looking for depth next year. A lot of these yeah. guys that are playing a lot of time right now are, are going to be auditioning essentially for depth pieces next year. Yeah, you're right on. And in Chris, that was a late signing just before training camp started because they had so many injuries. You know, Willie Cauley-Stein was down, missed the whole camp. And, um, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein got a one-year plus a player option. Uh, he likes it here. I read some things this morning about it. But I, you know, we can't forget that Chris is younger than than, uh, than Pascal. I mean, he's 22, and up there at Washington, playing a lottery pick, and you're saying, "Wow, this kid can fly around. He can jump. He can block a shot." And uh, you know what? I think he's John. He's got a decent feel for the game. You, you see some passes that he makes, and uh, you say, "Well, gotta show me a guy a guy that can pass." He tells you he can play because you have an understanding of the game. So, you know, Pete Carrill, I've, I've said this to you before, John. He always said this. Uh, I mean, uh, Pete Newell, um, you have sure. to wait three years on a big man unless he's a top three or four pick because the, the 
just the transformation of playing in the NBA, NBA is such a difference for those guys. Now, we're talking about years past where there was a lot of low post play. Well, now these big guys have to be able to get out on the floor and defend pick and roll, and it's much more physical down there. Uh, you are exactly right about the defensive presence, and, and we need that. Uh, we we uh, were one of the top shot-blocking teams the last five years, and that hasn't been a strength. And you noted that we had 10 last night, and uh, I think he had four. Uh, you know what? This is a good problem. And, and Bowman came in, and he gave you some great defense, and then he knocked down that corner three, uh, you know, when, when uh, the, run, the run was being made. And, uh, you know, I just like his energy. You, you like a backup point guard to come into the game and change tempo, get us going, whether it's defense, getting us out on the break, uh, you know, assisting out there. And uh, I just like the way this guy plays. So, uh, you know, as you said before, th- these are opportunities for these guys to play and play at a high level and put the, put the coaching staff in the front office in a predicament saying, what the heck are we going to do? I mean, I don't want to be too soft and too optimistic, but but every night now, because look, the, the end result, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm sure the guys right. are trying to win; they're competing, but but you know, every night, I, I you know, I look at a guy like Alec Burks, and I think, boy, I, I like Alec Burks on next year's Warriors. I, you know, yeah. I, I could see a spot maybe for Glenn Robinson. Now, sure, you can't keep everybody. But but Marquise yeah. Chris is is another one that's you know maybe not at the level of the first two guys I mentioned but but he's somebody you'd almost you know if 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 you had him around and he was your you know your thirteenth or fourteenth man that's that's not a bad problem to have as somebody that could continue to develop and maybe work into a, a bigger role. Well, you know, John, with with our salary structure, these veteran minimum players, oh boy, they're super important. And if you can get these guys to come in, we've always said we could use a couple more wing guys. They're both character guys. Uh, they both play defense. And, uh, you know, they're showing the ability to score out there. Uh, that's a, a big positive. And then, you know, we've always lacked big. So uh, this is good. And, and, you know, when the season started, you didn't know Steph was going down. So you're saying, hey, I had those pieces there. And, uh, you know, maybe I can make a run toward the, the bottom of, of the West. So, uh, and then you look at your team and you put it up on the board for next year and you put Clay and uh, Steph up there and you say to yourself, uh, we got a healthy loony. Um, and if we wind up uh, not making the playoffs and we're in the lottery and we get some good fortune and we get a high pick there, there's a rotation player. And then what can you do? Uh, with this trade exception for Andre Iguodala. So there's a lot of things that can go positive. It isn't like, uh, you know, you're going to – and I'll say this about these guys. These, these games we've lost, Boston, Minnesota, where we're down – we're up five with a couple minutes. Those are teams that have go-to guys uh, to finish the games, and they get it done. We don't have guys that are in uh, – that have been in that position before. So – it's new uh, uncharted water. And uh, so that's, we've got to be patient and positive because I like these guys and you're looking at guys that, for the future. And uh, as long as they keep playing hard like this and improving on defense, uh, I enjoy watching them play.
Uh, I want to touch on on some of the the injured guys because the Warriors, believe it or not, did get some good news yesterday on the injury front, uh, and then we'll, mm-hmm. we'll bounce around to some of the league wide headlines here before we wrap it up. Uh, as far as you know, Kavon Looney, it, it, it sounds like you know, he's going to Santa Cruz along with Alan Smilagich. They're going to work mm-hmm. out down there. It sounds like Smilagich is is more apt to maybe play some games down there. Looney, they haven't really decided, and and he could be back with the team even this weekend and maybe playing as as soon as Monday. That's a welcome sight, certainly. Uh, just your your thoughts on Looney fitting into this current group right now. And then I want to ask you about Smilagich to, to kind of follow up. Well, you know, John Looney gives you some depth, and he's a seasoned veteran. Um, you know, he can walk into the five spot or go to four, and you can bring Pascal off the bench or however Steve wants to do it. But uh, the thing to keep in mind there, it's going to be a little bit of let's see how he feels after a couple of days going through practices. You know, neuropathy is a nerve issue, and uh, – you know, maybe it's maybe it stems from the hip hip problems that he had. But anyway, it just doesn't go away. Uh, you know, they're just trying to get inflammation down, and it's going to be what he can handle. There's some uh, anti-inflammatory medication they can give him. Uh, matter of fact, I've got that from back surgery, and it's no fun. Uh, so I, I'm a loony guy. I just uh, his ability to switch pick and roll is just really important when you're playing against a, a team that uses that a lot and he knows who he is now he's a vet who has a role on this team you know as far as finally i'm hearing this that uh he is a hard-working tough aggressive player who attacks all the time on offense what i think has to happen with this guy and john correct correct me if i'm wrong i think he's 19 he hasn't. Ha- he doesn't have the real feel for the game, you know, making the right decisions like we were talking about earlier with Pascal, and that only comes with time and experience. And uh, so I'm excited to he- see him. And uh, you know, Steve talked about this yesterday in his pre-game, I think, talking about the relationship between the team and Santa Cruz, and then running the same system and being on the same page and being able to have guys go down there and practice and come right back up. You know, it's, it's a new era that that wasn't like that in the old days. And I think that's a big positive for the NBA and a big positive for the Warriors. Yeah. And Smilagic, not only is he only 19, but, but he's not 20 until August. So he'll, he'll play next year. He'll play the whole next season as a, as a 20 year old player. So he's, He's really young at this point. Well, they saw something in him, John, uh, down there at Santa Cruz. And uh, they said, hey, we're not going to let this get away. So, uh, again, young, don't rush him. Get him healthy. And, uh, you know, help him uh, along the way. But everyone said he's got a terrific attitude, and I love that about young players. Yeah, and I, you know, and I just, you know, once they get him up to speed, I'm, excited given the state of this season to really I mean it's just going to be an invaluable yeah. experience I know that all of a sudden the Warriors have got a lot of bigs you, you get Looney back and you get him in the mix at some point here down the line but but to really see how his skill set plays even at the young age is it becomes 
one of the more intriguing aspects of this season here as, as they, you know, maybe head toward the, the, the midway point once he gets maybe some time in Santa Cruz under his belt. Well, there isn't any doubt about that. And, and you know, when you've, uh, when a Livingston and Iguodala leave and, and now you got all these new pieces, you went from one of the older teams in the league to one of the younger teams. And that's a great example. You're, you're looking to find a way to find a, you know, a young talent and uh, create a roster player. I mean, that, that's what everybody's searching for because everybody, uh, I got people come up to me and say, why don't we just you know, get four or five new players? <laughs> it's not that easy. And uh, so with that, with that said, you know, that that's the uh, process that takes place in the league. And John, have, have you seen Spilovich play? Yeah, I I saw him in the the summer league in Sacramento before the the, the guys went to Vegas. They played three games in yeah. Sacramento uh, in July, and then they went to Vegas. And I saw him play three games in in Vegas. And he's he is fearless. I mean he he likes he likes to get the ball out on the the high post and just drive it. And and, and you're thinking where did that come from? But he, he's got a nice touch. <laughs> You know, I, I I like his game. I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, how much of it can actually translate to the you know the yeah. the, the big bodies and the grown men of the NBA. But but the fearless nature uh, of his game was something that really stood out to me. Oh, it's great to hear. You know, you can never have uh, too many hardworking, aggressive guys who can make a shot. That that's a real terrific thing. A couple of things here before we wrap up, just league-wide. Uh, I, I got to ask you about Carmelo Anthony with the Trailblazers. It, it hints a little bit of, of desperation to me. Portland uh, got off to a decent start the first week and a half and then just fell off the map. They, they blew a big lead against Philly. They, they lost in, yeah. to the Warriors at, at Chase. They ended up losing a game to Sacramento when Sacramento was do- down a bunch of guys, although the Kings have actually been playing better without their guys than yep. they were with their guys, which is maybe another topic for down the line. But what do you think of Carmelo Anthony with the Portland Trailblazers, given where Portland's at up against it a little bit here early in the year? Well, losing uh... – Losing Collins, I think, just shot him in the foot. I, I just think it's a shame. I really like that young guy, and I, I think they were, had him at the four spot. He's got a really, yep. really bright future. Uh, he, he's got a little nastiness to him. He can make a shot. He'll rebound. Uh, he's got a good feel. So I think he's a big piece in their nucleus going forward. And then you talk about Nurkic with his lower uh, leg injury. He's a big guy. He's one of the heaviest guys in the league. He's like 280 or 80 flat. So that's a lot of strain on on the leg. And I don't know when the heck he's going to come back. Guys have come back from that, but they're more wings or points. And, you know, they brought in Pau Gasol, and he's got a, a, a foot problem. Uh, and uh, I don't know when the heck he's going to play. They brought in, uh, you know, Whiteside. And, you know, he's been pretty good, but he's like the weather. He's up and down. I mean, we know that. And they've had a hole there at the three. Uh, you know, Amino leaves and Harkless leaves. and uh, Yeah, and, they're playing and, Hood and, there, and that doesn't really yeah. work. No. So I'm a huge Lillard and McCallum guy, and that young guy Simmons is good. But yeah, that's an awful lot to put on them every single night to get a win. So, uh, you know, John, we know this. Look what we're going through with the injuries. They, you know, they've been hit hard. 
And if you put their roster together healthy, it's a good team. Yeah, and I, I, I tell you, I've, I've been watching them a lot. They just, you know, for whatever reason, they fall in the in the pattern of, you know, nights the Warriors aren't playing, maybe they're playing or yeah. they're on after a Warriors game. And I'm, I'm watching them, and I know Lillard, you know, missed the game. They, they played in New Orleans, and they got beat in, in Carmelo's first yeah. game. But I'm watching them every night, and Lillard's playing the whole, the whole first quarter. He's playing the whole third yeah. quarter. He's sitting for maybe four or five minutes in the second quarter, and and Stotts is bringing him back with ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter because they're they're in desperation of losing the game every single yeah. night if he doesn't, and it's almost like they're trying to have him save them, and it just it it just for early mid November yeah. it just seems like I guess we're getting to the end of November now, but it just seems like that's too much too early, and they're not even winning to boot. Yeah, you know, to play a guy like that who loves to compete 38 minutes a night, that's a heavy load. And, uh, you know, he may be in the peak of his play. He's, he's, his body looks great. He, he's just doing it all. Uh, nobody else in the league shoots it off the bounce uh, like Steph, like Dane Lillard. You brought up Anthony. He was two for two on threes. I think that's what he is. He's a drift shooter now. Uh, from the floor, John, you, I think he was two for 12. Uh, from twos, and uh, he was a minus 20. Uh, but yet Terry Stotts uh, said, you know, he did okay. They want to play him like 20 minutes. They basically need another guy that can put the ball in the basket. Uh, I, I still think he can do it. He is, you know, he's going to be scrutinized upside, down, and sideways. I mean, uh, that's just it is. I mean, this is a Hall of Fame player who's had a great career, who's been a lot of places. He's a big-time uh, scorer, and you know that that's just goes with the territory. I'm going to give him some time. Um, you know, see how it goes. I think he's happy to be there. Terry Stotts is a great guy. That, that, you know, people are rumoring, oh gosh, you know, he's going to be in trouble. Well, I'll tell you what, he's one of the better offensive coaches we have in the league, and he's a quality guy. You know, I've known him for over 20, 25 years. Uh, so the coaching is not not the issue up there. No, I, I agree with you on that. And then the last one for you, uh, James Harden's averaging 39 points a game right now, Saint. Is, I mean, could we see some? Could we see him average 40 a game? Yeah, in today's game, yes. And, and the offense that they run and the number of touches that he gets, yeah. And um, the guy gets the ball. I'm the blown basket, away because it's working, jumps. Saint. It's, well, I'm blown away. I didn't think that was going to work, and it's working. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm going to share this with you. I think it works much better in the regular season than it does in the playoffs. Um, you know, I was questionable about Westbrook, but, you know, he seems to be compatible. You know, Capella, I just got to see more consistency. But when the Knights, he's playing pick and roll and finishing and, Getting you 15 or 20, he's, he can get you 15 boards. Uh, you love Tucker's toughness. You know, Gordon's down for a while with a knee operation. But, you know, um, hey, and you know who's playing well for them, John, the last 10 days? Ben McLemore. Yeah, uh, go figure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, realistically, John, I, I, I guess if you and I had to wager today, I'd probably have them maybe third in the East. Uh, I yeah, just they, don't know how many the Clippers are going to win just because of load management with uh, Leonard. And, 
You know, the Lakers, uh, I, I love what they're doing. Their defense has been terrific. I love their length. But I'm just, you know, I, I'm knocking on wood here. Uh, they don't sustain any big injuries because those two guys, uh, you know, LeBron's getting older, but he is playing fabulous basketball. You know, and Davis last night, you know, he, he played great and blocking shots. Uh, a lot of people talking him up for defensive player of the year. Yeah, Le- LeBron is the the, the perfect example of uh, – I was thinking about this when they were playing the Warriors uh, about a week well, – I guess a week ago tonight as we record this on a, on a Wednesday, and I'm thinking, my goodness, LeBron getting a couple of months off, and I think we talked about this last week. I mean, yeah. it, it, it made me think, wow, Steph and, and Clay and, and maybe Draymond at some point later on, just the, not having the two months of the playoffs, let alone maybe another couple months during the season – I mean, Clay is going to have damn near a year and a half off by the time he really plays meaningful games again. I mean, he may get in a few at the end of this year to shake off the rust, but but the you know just that little bit of a, you know Steve Kerr called it a sabbatical. Boy, if LeBron's <laughs> any indication, next year's Warriors are going to have a, a real shot to be pretty special again. John, you know what? You're, you're right on. And I remember James Worthy talking about the Lakers getting to the finals all the time and. You know, it can be up to uh, a full season added to your uh, resume, and, and and plus the the mental and physical fatigue of the playoffs. So uh, to get these guys a little bit of rest is is great, and uh, you know that that's why you know we we just got to be optimistic uh, about the future. That uh, you know the West is terrific, but we can jump right back in there and be one of the top teams and. Uh, Fans have been great at the home games. Uh, the chase is just an amazing place, and the uh, the feel about the Warriors is still there. I, I just uh, I get excited every night that I get to go there. Saint, great stuff as always. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. That's uh, that's going to do it. John, you, you made my Wednesday, and uh, if you fly to Dallas, uh, you could go down there and, and guard Doncic tonight. Oh, boy, I want no part of that. My goodness. Boy, is he – boy, you talk about a 20-year-old that's unbelievable. Woo! I mean, wow. Unreal. The, yeah. He, I mean – Yes, guy's the real deal. You know, John, at 20 years old, it's crazy statement. The game has slowed down for him. We talk about young players that, that their eyes are big and they're attacking. Watch this guy play in the poise he plays with. I, I am utterly amazed, and I, I can't watch, wait to watch tonight's game. Well, and you know what's interesting about him, too, is I, I look at them, and they, they've got Porzingis, and, and they have some nice players, but yes. it, it I don't really love their team. And, and so it, yes. it almost as if it, he has become in year two, and we got a long way to go, but it's almost like he's become in year two one of those you know transcendent players that's good enough to, to you know what, if he's on your team, you're going to win 43 games just, just you know, with a bunch of guys around him. Or is well, he already he's in that a classic point? example. Yeah, it's a classic example. Like uh, he's playing a lot of point forward, but uh, it's like positionless basketball, and uh, you know size isn't that big a factor anymore. And he, uh, well, Rick Carlisle said this, and Rick was a guy. He's been around a long, long time. Gosh, I remember when he was with Chuck Daly. Uh, Like a lot of play calls, and a good, a good offensive mind. And he's basically said, hey, I'm giving him the keys. Uh, That's how much trust and faith I have in him. And Doncic loves it. 
and he's uh, and the players love it, and uh, they got a nice thing going there. As you said, I'm not in love with the rest of their roster. The Powell kid from Stanford's playing uh, at, at a nice level, but beyond that, there's nobody that jumps out. Uh, although Pop likes to talk about what's his name, Maxi Kleber. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I will say with to you that they're, they're maximizing who they are. I do think Porzingis will start to play better. I don't think he's I – I would give him a B-minus or a C-plus for what yeah. he's done so far. So uh, they're going to be knocking at the door, teams like them, the Kings, uh, for one of those seven and eight spots. That's going to do it for us, Saint. Thanks very much, as always. I'll, I'll talk to you next week, and, and that'll do it for Warriors Weekly, Episode 5 here for 95.7 The Game. All right. Thanks, Saint. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.